Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Man, did you love the Lord? Jesus is so good. He is incredible. Holy Spirit, there's such a sweet presence um, in my space right now. I hope it's in yours as well. But as a love, I love the presence of Jesus. And there's so much that can happen in that space. When you invite Holy Spirit in, it's a game changer. Even in the way that you approach your devotions or you approach your morning time, if you're not investing in Holy Spirit coming to the room, being aware that He's there, man, I would encourage you to make that change, make that direction shift and come into an awareness that Holy Spirit's there. He doesn't just want you to read a book that's another book on your shelf. He wants you to read the living Word of God. In fact, it's a drink to your soul. It's a drink and it's food to your spirit man. And so my prayer is that today you feel the presence. It's a tangible glory that's in your space. And that as we read this Word, that it transforms you. It's not something that we just read or just get encouraged by, but that the word is sustaining. It's nutrients to us. It's health to our bodies and that we can really step into this life totally rooted in God's word over our life. Hey, this is the last week of Rooted in Him, and I'm excited to kind of wrap up what God has been sharing and speaking. And the first week, you know, we talked about making the decision to be planted And uh, I really pray that you've found that, that you've found a space to plant yourself. And if it is this church, then I encourage you, plant yourself. Uh, The next week we talked about planting ourselves in community, to root ourselves in life-giving network. That it's not just something that we do on the weekends. Church isn't something that we just are involved in, but it's something that we give our life to. It's something we devote ourselves to, that we devote ourselves to one another. That's how the church was designed. From the beginning, we see this model. And so we have to follow through and know that this is what God is calling us to. And so I hope you did that. I hope you're rooting yourself in community. I hope you're making those phone calls and texting those in in your network and in your circle and maybe even reaching out and, and filling out the digital connect card. I mean, whatever it looks like for you, I pray that you're making that next step. You're not just letting this be a word that is just a good word, you know, and Elijah preached a good one. But man, I, I pray that this totally transforms you and the way that you approach life because you're not meant to do it alone. But I really pray that you've taken that next step and to really step into what God designed as the church. You know, I think sometimes in this life, fast paced and busy schedules and just even with this pandemic, how it's kind of created this mentality of like always doing and always going, um, you know, it's, it's hard to plug in and really understand how God designed the church. But if we intentionally take a step forward into that, I know this next year will be a year of fruit for your life. I know this next year, Jesus said, those who are rooted in the streams of life, those that are rooted, those that devoted themselves to the teaching and to each other, to breaking of bread, man, those are the ones that were seeing God move. They were full of joy and, and stepping into a life of purpose and prevailing the wonders of God on the earth. And that's what we're called to do. And so I really pray that you've been doing that in this series. Um, this this week, I wanna kind of wrap things up and talk about what, um, what God really designed for your root system. I think one of the biggest questions, and I, I waited till the last to ask this question, but 
I think once you understand the, the making the decision to plant yourself and the pre-decide, I'm going to stay until God develops me, and you make all those decisions to step into community, I think once you do that, you have to realize and ask yourself the question, what am I rooted in? What am I rooted in? And maybe even some of you, you're, you're watching this and you've been following this series and you're like, I, I don't feel like I'm growing roots at all. I don't feel like I'm actually rooted in anything. Um, and, and what you have to understand is we all start out as seeds. And so you might actually still be in the seed phase if you've not fully come to Christ and let him, you know, let yourself fully die to your old self. You haven't truly lived in the root system that God wants you to live in. Um, you know, if you come in and you kind of treat Jesus like an add-on to your life, right? Like, oh, that's a good, that's a good addition to my life. Then you're missing the point because Jesus said, man, if you come to me, everything must go. You must live in me. I must live in you. Um, all the old self dies and you become alive in Christ. So if you haven't fully done that, maybe you're still a seedling. You're still a seed and you haven't yet fully died to yourself so that the root system can start to grow. That's what happens when we come to Jesus. He, he lets our old self die so that we don't have to live in the past. We don't have to live in our regrets and our shame and all the things that we've carried all this time. You know, the, the, the way that we even viewed ourselves and our identity and just why we're here on earth, all these questions that we, we have, you know. But when you meet the creator, when you die to your old self and he becomes alive and you start to realize why you're here, what life's all about, who he is as the Lord and King, you start to see the reality of the kingdom. And all of a sudden this world makes no sense to get comfortable here. It doesn't make sense to invest too much in things that are not the kingdom. When you invest in the kingdom, then you realize what life's all about. But if you haven't truly died to your old self, I encourage you to pray about that today, to make a decision, to really step in and say, man, I wanna know God. I wanna know him, not just follow a church or not just be a part of an organization, but really step into relationship with Jesus. And when he does, he comes alive in you. But maybe you're still there, you know, and we look at John. He describes this very well in John chapter 12, verse 24. He says, he says this, he says, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. And he says, the man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. He's talking about this life of losing it. Man, when you come to him, you realize nothing on this world is for your gain. Nothing here is for any eternal gain except fulfilling the kingdom of God in your life. When Jesus left, he said, hey, be obsessed with this. This is your commandment. Make disciples. Go into all the world. Spread the gospel. And so we have to realize that that is our calling. And if we're doing anything outside of that calling, it's going to make you miserable. You're going to be searching and going after. And you hear so many stories of people who have made it in the world and yet are so disqualified when it comes to joy, peace, and assurance of who they are. Their purpose doesn't make any sense because this world's success is not success. What, what we have to understand is when we build the kingdom of God, we are truly fulfilled. That's what God has called us to. But we have to fully die to ourselves to become rooted. So once you are dead to your old self, you come alive in Christ, you have to realize that now the root system is growing. 
And roots are very important because the roots produce everything else. They produce everything else. And, and sometimes we even focus on the outward appearance, right? We focus on everything of the outside that you see, that I see. You know, maybe you even come to church and you look around and you see what everybody else is doing. And so, you know, you mimic it, you know, and you start hearing how people are talking. You hear the lines that, you know, the church folks say. And so you just start in on replicating what you hear. And maybe you're trying to fix the outside first. So you're like, man, I need to stop whatever. I need to stop this and stop that. I need to not do this and not do that. And maybe you've been a part of churches that that's the main focus, that when you come in, it's like, hey, you can't do that anymore. Hey, you need to step away from that. Hey, that is no good for you anymore. And maybe that's the main focus, which all those things are good to do. But if you don't get the first thing right of being rooted in Jesus, then all the other things will just become tasks and they will become wearisome for you to keep up with your entire life. You'll live an entire life of trying and trying and striving and, and pushing. Uh, believe, I've been there. I've been there where the relationship with Jesus was not the first priority, but it was like, how do I purify the vessel? How do I make myself holy? How do I become all that God has designed me to be? Instead of first uh, focusing on my relationship with Jesus, being rooted in the King, being rooted in my Father. And then once that takes place, I've realized that the root system produces everything else, that I don't have to focus on loving my wife better. I don't have to focus on not you know sinning. I don't have to focus on uh, not loving my kids correctly or leading well. I don't have to focus on all that because if I get my root system right, everything else follows. In fact, it, it produces a desire in me to want to be better. You know, uh, Tozer said, we all need to pursue God. And the pursuit of God is the fulfillment of life. When you pursue God, when you understand who has been pursuing you from the beginning of time, who has designed you to be in love and be in connection. Jesus said, Lord, we were made to be one. So I and you and you and me, well, God, I just pray that that you would make them, talking about his disciples, talking about you and me, to be one with him. We are designed for this. This was the purpose of life. And when you don't get that right, when you don't get the root system and you don't understand what you're rooted in, then everything else is just a task. I mean, it's a struggle. You know, hashtag struggle is real. That is a real thing. If you're not rooted in Jesus, that will be your Christian walk. It'll be the way that you have to go through life and the way that you have to struggle through. But I tell you today, here's the truth. There's so much more for you. There's so much more than just focusing on not sinning. There's so much more than just focusing on being better, being a better person, being a better Christian, being a better Christ follower. There's so much more because when Christ gets in you, he lets all the desires that are of your spirit nature come alive. And that's what happens when we doubt our old self and come into Jesus. You know, I, I feel like when you ask yourself the question, what am I rooted in? There are so many things that you can be rooted in. So just to break it down a little bit, you know, you can be rooted in your identity, who you are, what's your name, right? So what you've been called all your life or what someone prophesied over you. And so you can be rooted in that and actually make that your identity that you, you go through life every day. And that's the main thought of your life is who you are. And that, that could be something you're rooted in. Another thing you'd be rooted in is your career. You know, your, your, uh, your 
what you're involved in, what you're building. Maybe you're a business owner. And so you built a business and you find your identity in that. So you're rooted in it. I remember when, whenever we left our old church and, and came in to, you know, plant this church in, in the, the city, we took a year and we just served the church. And I remember it was one of those years that I really had to find myself because all of a sudden I'm not a pastor of a church. I'm in between planting a church. So I'm just a servant of the Lord. I'm just here serving. We're going to plant. But I like my identity was based in a, a position. And so maybe you find yourself there. You're based in a position. You're rooted in a position. Um, and the only problem with all these root systems is they don't last. You know, if that position goes away or your name, you know, somewhat changes because people are calling you different things or you don't feel like you know who you are anymore. So, you know, things are just all over the place for you. You know, if anything that, that moves or changes, then all of a sudden you're uprooted. It's, there's no sturdy foundation. There's no system of keeping you on, on solid ground. And God wants to move you into a place where you know what you're rooted in, where you know what you're rooted in. You, you, we have to be rooted in God, caught up and planted in Jesus. You have to be caught up in who he is in a relationship with the king because that's what he wants. And I just think back to the promise of Jeremiah where in Jeremiah 17, he talks about those that trust in the Lord, right? Those that uh, even when drought comes, no matter what comes their way, they are rooted in the living water. They're planted. And so knowing where you're rooted is very important because it keeps everything else intact. It keeps everything else at bay and, and then everything else forward motion towards where you need to go. I wanna look at Psalm chapter one today. Would you turn with me in your Bibles? To Psalm chapter 1, we're going to be looking at verse 1. And we're going to read the whole chapter. I know that sounds like a lot, but it's only six verses, but we're going to look at it together. So we'll start in verse 1. Here we go. We say, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. Check this verse out in verse six, for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. This is talking about being planted in something that produces something in your life. See, when we're planted in the things of this world or identity or our position or our job, or even, you know, maybe that significant other or that, that network that you're in, if you're planted in that, it doesn't produce anything besides a hunger for more. You know, you're never satisfied. You always want more. But if you're fully rooted in Jesus, if you're fully rooted in the life-giving King, then out of your life is produced so much fruit. In fact, he even talks in, in Jeremiah about the time of drought and about this time of the dry period. Hey, we don't know what's coming in the years to come, but what he's saying is if you're planted in Jesus, you don't need to worry. If you're planted in the living water, 
then no matter what happens on the outside, you have a river flowing in you. Some of you need to realize that. That if you haven't fully tapped into who Jesus is, if you haven't fully had a relationship with Jesus, then you might be dry. You might be living a very dry Christianity where, you know, you don't feel anything. And it's just, it's just a place where nothing's growing. You don't have any fruit out of your life. So when you read this word, it's like, this is cool, but I don't see any of this in my life. I don't see any fruit. And the thing we have to know is the Bible is the inerrant word of God. Everything in this is alive. And if we are reading it and these things aren't prevalent in our life, then guess who's the problem? We are. It's not the word. It's not what Jesus spoke. He was truth. And if you truly believe that Jesus is Lord and he's the only way to God, then we have to realize that his word is truth. And when we base it on it, we have to read this thing and know that this fruit needs to be in our life. And if it is not, then we're doing something wrong. We have to come to Jesus and, and always, Holy Spirit is here to counsel us, to show, point out, to, to impress on our hearts, to remind us of what Jesus said, and to push us towards that relation, that oneness with Christ. And, and when we do that, we read the word with an understanding that, hey, this has got to get in our life. And if, it is, if we're not producing this, like in Psalms, we, we might be planted in something else. Jesus might not be the Lord. He might be someone we follow, but maybe he's not the Lord and King of our life. That's a difference. That's a big difference. If you're just making Jesus one of your homeboys, you know, that he's just a part of your posse and a part of your crew, and you just, he's coming with you in life, but Jesus, you know, you're praying prayers like, Jesus, fulfill my needs, or Jesus, do this, or Jesus, I'm believing for blah, blah, blah. You know, I, there's so many people I talk to, they're, they're done with Christianity because they prayed and nothing happened, or they prayed for this and nothing took place. Or they, they met someone who didn't follow Christ, right? And so that's a bad representation. That's who Jesus is. I don't want any part of it. But if you fully know Jesus, you fully come into him, you understand that it's his will that's being done. And when you align yourself with this perfect will for your life, you understand everything works out for your good. Now, not everything is good, but when you realize that you're rooted in him and you love him, his purposes prevail and it's always for your best. Always. Christ's Christ benefit for your life is, is that he is looking out for you as a father looks out for his son, as a good father looks out for his son. He's a good father. So he created us to be planted in him, to be planted in him. Another thing you have to think about is the depths of your roots. And as I was just looking at trees in general, you know, just looking at the root system, what's going on, it's very interesting what goes on underneath the ground. You know, there's so much that happens in a seedling and when it dies and it grows roots underneath, the roots are there to, number one, support what comes out on top. So, you know, that's one thing to think about. The depths of your root is, is very important because it's sustaining everything that we see. The public eye only sees what is being held by the private times underneath the ground. And underneath the surface of your life, if you're not rooted in something that is foundational, it'll only be time before one storm knocks you out, before something comes by and knocks you off the course. And you might be doing really good right now, but I'm telling you, if you're not rooted in Jesus, then you're like that house built on sand. And as soon as that storm comes through, you're gonna be washed out. So I'm urging our church, man, I can't say this enough. I want us to raise our level of hunger, raise our desperation level, not just to be a church that, you know, I don't know, is just pursuing something, but I, you understand this is the only way to live. 
It really is. It's the only way to go. There is no other options. You have to be rooted in Jesus. It's the only way that we're going to be able to really live on this earth as Christ designed us to be. And my prayer for us is that we don't get to heaven someday and have to watch the playback of our life and Jesus show us all the missed opportunities that we had. And, and no matter what the excuses are that you have and I have that we bring to him, nothing, nothing will weigh up to the value that was on that mission in our life. And so if we are not fully rooted in him, we're not fully taking on his mission, fully stepping into the purpose of our life, you will be disappointed when you stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and you see the fire in his eyes and you see him looking at you with a desire and a love. And if you can't see that now, if you haven't yet fully experienced that now, then I encourage you, this is the day to meet the King. This is the day for him to wreck you, for you to go into a whole new set of values and life and perspective and the way that you pursue, I'm telling you, everything must change. And when you come to Jesus, all of those things take care of themselves. They really do. And it gives you a desire to go deeper. You know, there's the pine tree and the pine trees have the tap root. So the tap root is very interesting because it is the deepest root of a tree. And as I was studying trees, I realized that majority of trees, majority of trees, the root system is only, you know, four feet and under, you know, uh, underneath the ground. So it's not like they have these crazy root systems, but the pine tree is very different because the pine tree has this tap root that can go as far as like 20 feet down. And this tap root, its main purpose is to go as far down as it needs to in order to get nutrients and everything it needs to sustain the life of the tree. And man, I think about that with Christians because there are a lot of trees, right? People in the world that are going through life with very shallow root systems. And we saw this with this pandemic. I mean, you saw it in your friends, maybe your family, those in your, your workspaces, those, you know, that, that this year totally wrecked their life. I mean, it was like crazy. And, and, and it was a shaking. It was a shaking. If we're totally honest, it shaked all of us. You know, it shook all of us. And so when you realize that, you know, uh, what we're rooted in and, and everything that, that everybody has root systems, but some of us are very shallow in our root systems. But when, when you are a Christian, when you come to Christ, he gives you a taproot. And, and the beautiful thing about creation is we can learn so much from it. Like Jesus came and he gave us all these illustrations and parables. And the beauty is I, I heard uh, Eric Gilmer say this this week, but he said that, you know, Christ designed and created, God created everything so that he could speak to us clearly today. He designed light so that we could know when he said, let there be light, or I am the light of the world, we understood what he was saying. Same thing with nature and everything in our creation, it's all to make his word clear. Everything in all creation is to make his words clear to his creation. And so just looking at trees, I'm like, wow, this is so amazing and rich and profound for who we are in Christ. As so I was looking at all trees, you know, have these like really shallow root systems, but the pine tree has this tap root that goes as far down as it needs to, to get nutrients. And that's what Christ gives us as Christians is we have a tap root and it goes as far down as we need to get that nutrients and oxygen that when all other trees are bowing because of the circumstances, we are able to stand our ground because we are deeper. We have something that not everybody else does. And it doesn't make sense to the world, but it is something that roots you and grounds you in the midst of every adversity. 
And we, we have that in Jesus. It's the only thing that gives us that tap root, that, that root that sustains, that life-giving root. And when you're rooted in Jesus, you tap in. You tap into the life. You tap into the peace. You tap into the joy. You're just plugged in. And it's like, no matter what happens outside, you plugged in. So you're getting another source. It's not coming from around you. And that's why the joy is unspeakable. That's why the peace passes understanding. That's why laughter comes when the midst of like, it should be grief. It should be grieving. But there, there's so much joy that comes when you're tapped in to who Jesus is because he gives you a whole new way to approach life. I'm going to look at Mark chapter 4. So turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 4. We're going to look at verse 20 together. Mark chapter 4, verse 20. I want to talk to us about good soil. So one thing is to know what you're rooted in. Another thing is to know, you know, what, how deep are your roots? Where, where are the depths? Where, what are you plugged into, right? So when you know what you're rooted in, if you're rooted in your identity, I, I encourage you today to, to turn. Man, to turn from that and just look at Jesus. Let him be the, the thing you're planted in. And then understanding that, hey, if your roots are shallow, that it's time to go deep. If your Christianity is very surfacy and it's very like, oh, if I have time or if I can fit it in, hey, let me encourage you to flip that table. See, what we have to realize is that his, his is the kingdom, right? His is the glory. His is the honor. Like he is the king of all. And when you come to him as the king, everything flips. Everything's for him. No longer is it, you know, I'll do it if I, because that makes you the master. But if he's the master, it's I don't have a choice. And it's not that um, it's something to be, you know, like, oh, I have to get with Jesus. Let me tell you, the more you get with him, the more you're going to want to. The more you create margin for Jesus, the more you're going to want to create more margin. Um, uh, it's just amazing what he does in that encounter. And if you haven't encountered him yet, I'm, I'm telling you, today's your day. Go deep. And the third thing is to think about is the soil, the soil that's going on. Jesus talked about this in Mark chapter 4, um, verse 20. It says, others like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, produce a crop 30, 60, even a hundred times what was sown. I want to talk to us about good soil. Good soil. So there's a difference when and Jesus goes through all these different kinds of soils. And he says, some are thrown on the path that are very hard, so it doesn't go deep. Um, some are thrown in the thorns, right? So as soon as they grow, they're choked by the doubts and the arguments and the things that we question. So the word never produces anything. You know, some are, are laid on the path and the enemy comes by, you know, the crows and all the birds come by and snatch it up. And, uh, you know, but, but he talks about this good soil where it's cultivated, a good soil that, that receives the seed enough that it produces something. It's able to fully die and then fully live. That's the backwards mindset of the kingdom. But when you're in good soil, your whole life shows it. Um, you know, growing up, my mom was into uh, gardening and planting and just all the stuff with the plants and the bushes and on. You would have to get this special kind of soil in order to make your plants really grow good. I mean, they had the food, the nutrients, all these different, I don't know, these white little seed looking things. I don't know what it was, but it's just, I know that it produced something good in the plant. And they'd always do better in good soil. 
And that's really looking and evaluating our life. And as we, you know, even approach this new year, we approach 2021 and we're coming into this like new season and, and just really going after it. We have, we have to look at our life and say, what are we putting in? What is the soil that we're allowing God to move in? Because if the, the things in your life are muddying up things, or maybe you have places in your life that are super rock solid, they're hard, and it's hard for God to speak to it because you're just so, I don't know, bitter or bent out of shape or just something scarred you. And so you have that scar tissue that's very hard to speak to that, that place in your life. You haven't fully surrendered or fully released it. And so your soil is super hard. Or maybe you have doubts that you haven't truly processed through. You haven't, you haven't brought to Jesus. You, you maybe shy away from them. That's the subjects you don't talk about, you know, or the things you don't come at. But I'm telling you today, it's time to shine a light on it. It's time to talk about it. It's time to get it out. It's time to process with Jesus. Bring it before him and have the honest prayers, right? Like, Jesus, why? Jesus, what is this? And even processing it with life-giving community. I'm not telling you to, to tell everybody because telling your stuff to those that are foolish is worse than you just keeping it a secret. But if you will bring it to the light with those that are fully plugged into the truth and the knowledge of Christ, even if they don't have the answers, they're gonna know how to go about it to search and seek what is truth and what will set you free because the truth sets us free, right? Where the spirit is, there is freedom. And so we want that freedom. We want that freedom. We gotta get that good soil. So it's really looking at your life, right? And, and looking and seeing what is the soil? How is the quality right now of my life? What am I placing in? What feeds am I following? You know, how much time am I spending ingesting the world? I, I, would, I would have you, you know, look at your life and really evaluate what's going in. What are you placing as the grounds for God to move? Because if, if you're filling your life with just all this, you know, things of the world and things from the outside, it's not bad, but like it, it, you have to, you have to weigh it to have good soil for God to move. And, and if we don't have good soil, then the seed will never produce anything. It doesn't matter how many messages you listen to. doesn't matter how many devotionals you go through. doesn't matter how many of how much of the word you read. It really doesn't. If you are, you are not creating a space for God to move, if you're not looking at your life and saying, Hey, you know, all these things are creating a, a muddy, you know, kind of haze for me to not see clearly, uh, then, then I'm telling you that it will be bad soil. <laughs> It'll be bad soil and it won't grow into anything. Um, but we need to really go after who Jesus is. And I want to look at one more scripture together. John chapter 15, verse 4. Turn your Bibles with me. This is the vine and the branches. And maybe if you've been in church, you've, you've heard this scripture. Uh, maybe if you've been around, you've, you've even memorized it. But I want to kind of unlock uh, the truth in it today. But John chapter 15, verse 4, or verse, yeah, verse 4, it says, Remain. Say that with me. Say, remain. We've got to stop right there. Just say, remain. That word is so huge. Remaining remaining. He says, remain in me. This is a planting, right? This is a staying with, remaining. If you haven't remained in Jesus long enough to produce anything, I'm going to tell you today, let this word come alive in your life. It's time to remain. It's time to stay, to abide, to delight in Jesus, to be caught in the, the gaze, to be caught in the stare, 
that you lock eyes with him and know him. He says, remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And verse five, it says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If a, if a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. I just want to kind of leave us with that today because I think some Christians, you know, they do the surface soaking, you know, so it's very surfacey, it's very feeling based. It's very like, did I feel anything in that? Did I feel anything in that worship set? Did I feel anything in that prayer? Or did my devotion time, did I, did I, was that a good devotional enough to get me amped up for the day or whatever? It's a very surface soaking. There's a new level that God wants to take you to. And it's a, it's a patient remaining. It's a coming before him and waiting. It's, I'm telling you, it's the decision we made at the beginning of the series to pre-decide to stay, to come before him and say, hey, even if I don't feel anything right now, I know you're producing something in me if I remain in you. He says, those who remain in me will bear much fruit. But if you're not remaining, if you're not planted, if you're just kind of going here and there and not giving it time to produce anything, you're gonna miss out on the fruit that God wants to produce through your life. He wants to do so much in you, but if you're just settling for the, the surface, then you're never gonna really truly hit what God wants you to go after. You know, we're coming up to the new year. There's a lot of people who are making New Year's resolutions. And I thought I would just read out some of the top ones that I found as I'm searching the internet. You know, you can search in like best, you know, New Year's resolutions for 2021 or 2020. Um, and so here's, here's some of them. Ready? Number one, any actually doing my New Year's resolution. So that's one of someone's resolution. That's a pretty good one. Number two, improve your finances. Three, get a new job. Four, lose weight. Got a diet. Come on. Five, we've got to be happier, better mental health. I think that's a big one this year for a lot of people. Number six, be a better person. Yeah, all right, approach life better. Number seven, quit smoking, um, quit drinking. Uh, number eight, yoga and meditate. So kind of get in that space. Number nine, leave your phone. I think that's a huge one for all of us, right? We're teched out just to leave our phone and really plug into life again. I even saw like there's a new phone. Did you see the new phone called Life or something like that? But it's a phone that goes back to the dumb phone when we didn't have like the super technology on our phone. Anyways, there's a new phone. You can look into it if you want to really leave the whole smartphone <laughs> behind. Uh, number 10, prioritize family, which is a big one. Number 11, do more charity. 12, raise your voice, get involved, you know, use, use, your, use your voice and your platform. 13, live your dreams. This is some of the top ones I found. And I've, I'm just scanning through that, looking through all this, and this is all super good. And I think one of the, the mistakes one of the, I think the way we miss the mark is that we focus on the outside. And this would be like a tree focusing on its leaves. And did you know that trees actually can take in water from their leaves? And they do, they take a little bit of water from their leaves. The majority of what they get for their nutrients and the majority of what they need for their life giving you know, root system comes from the roots, comes from the roots that are down deep, getting water, nutrients, all the, the, the everything that they need, the vitamins and all. But I think some of us, we focus on our leaves and think, oh, that's enough. I got a little bit of water there. Oh, I feel good for today. Yeah, I feel good. But we don't realize that our roots are dying. 
that we're not getting anything that is down deep. And so we focus on these things. I'm going to improve my finances. I'm going to get better. I'm going to, I'm going to plug into people more. I'm going to go after, and maybe you even say, I'm going to read my Bible more. I'm going to stop you know, smoking. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to stop wasting my money. I'm going to get on a budget, you know, all this stuff. And all this stuff is super good. But if you focus on the outward appearance first, you will strive and strive and never arrive. But if you will, if you will turn that, and you'll, you'll start focusing on planting yourself, the root system, what you're plugged into, what is feeding you life. If you will focus on that first, being rooted in him, I'm telling you, everything else will follow. You won't have to focus on quit smoking. It'll just become something in your life that you're like, I don't want to do that anymore. It keeps me away from God. I, I can't, I'm hurting the temple of the body of the Holy Spirit. You know, the, uh, going after, you know, the things of this world and prioritizing things over people just won't even make sense to you because you're so caught up in the love and the creator who died for the world. His love becomes your love. And you start focusing on what God is doing. I'm telling you, if you will make your New Year's resolution, this is my New Year's resolution for 2021. You ready for this? My New Year's resolution, fall more in love with Jesus, period. Period, that's all I need. I just need to fall more in love with Jesus. If I fall more in love with Jesus, everything is going to follow. My desires to do all these things is going to follow. My desire to be healthy, my desire to plug into people, my desire to love, my desire to quit the things that hurt me, my desire to go after the things that are according to my purpose of why I'm here, they will all follow. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. And then all these things, all the things of the world, all the things we chase will follow you. They'll chase you. So I want to encourage you today. If you have not yet plugged in and tapped in, let today be your day. Let today be your day where you remain, where you come and say, Jesus, I want to plant myself in you. In fact, if you're watching today and you you still feel like a seed, I'm telling you, you, you haven't yet fully died to your old self. You haven't fully come and you don't know Jesus. Maybe you've experienced his church. Maybe you've even tapped into his word a little bit. You've read it. Maybe, you know, you've even have Christian friends that are, are in your life, but you don't know Jesus. You haven't fully become aware of who he is in your life and know who he is. I want to introduce you to him today. I want today to be your day. If you want to know God, would you just raise your hand? You can push your button digitally or you can reach out to somebody right now. But I want to pray with you that, that you would know God, that today would be a day that you would die to your old self and come alive in Christ and let him do a work in you. You know, the work is never fully done until we meet him face to face someday, till he comes back for his church. And there will be a day that Jesus comes back for us, that Jesus, he's preparing a place in heaven for us to be with him for eternity. There will be a day he comes back and I want you to be ready. I want you to know him, that when you meet him face to face, you're like, ah, there he is. There's my king, there's my Lord, there's my father, there's my lover. I love him so much. And I'm telling you, he's coming back for us. If you wanna make that decision today, would you pray with me? Would you make that decision in your heart? Say, Jesus, I wanna make you Lord of everything. I wanna know you as king. I wanna know you as my father and walk with you, not doing life alone. If that's you, let's pray together right now. Would you just repeat after me? Just make this your prayer, make this your heart. Um, Ultimately, this decision you make today is a decision you, you will walk out. This prayer today is not a magic serum. It's not something that, okay, once you do this, now you're in. I'm telling you, this is, a, this is a mindset shift. It's a heart shift that you say, Jesus, your Lord. So would you pray this with me and just make it your prayer today. Say, Jesus, I love you. 
thank you for dying on the cross for me. You washed away all of my sins. You are the King and Lord of my life. I make you the King. I make you the Lord today. Jesus, I wanna know you. I wanna know you as a father, as a friend. You said, no longer do I call you servants, but I call you friend. So I love you, Jesus. And I thank you for everything you've given me. And I wanna follow you all the days of my life. In your name we pray all of this, amen. Amen. Hey, well, heaven says that they're throwing a party for you today. If you made that decision, make sure you tell somebody and don't do life alone. This is the biggest deal, I'm telling you, that as you become rooted in Jesus, become rooted in community. It's the way we're meant to be. And when we sharpen each other, when we push each other to become deeper, say, hey, how's, how deep is your taproot? Are you tapped into the peace right now? Are you tapped into the joy? How are you doing with life? When you fully are engaged in that, it is a life-giving community where you are fully engaged with your purpose and fully alive in Christ. I'm so excited for what God is gonna do in your life. I just wanna release, if you feel like you're sleeping, if you feel like you're going through this Christian walk and you are not planted or rooted, you have not tapped into that full life, you have not tapped into what God wants to do in your life, and you, you don't even see any fruit. I mean, you see no fruit. I wanna pray for you today. If you don't see any of the fruit of the God's word in your life and you're just this, you're just labeled Christian, you know, you just mark it on your sheet. You're like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but you don't see any fruit in your life. I wanna pray that God revives you today, that there's a renewal that happens in your spirit. There's a hunger that comes in you that is beyond any hunger of this world. I'm telling you, food won't, won't make it, won't cut it. Nothing in this world will cut it. No, no show on Netflix, no, no stream, no, nothing will feed it like Jesus will, I'm telling you. So I wanna pray for that renewal. If you want that, will you just pray with me? Will you just receive it and just say, uh, make it your hunger and desire right now? Pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, make me hungry. God, I pray that you would light a fire inside of me. In fact, would you just pray, Spirit, baptize me in fire? Baptize me in fire right now, Holy Spirit. We just pray that you would release your ignition right now in our hearts. Let us become aware of what you're doing in the midst of us and what you want to accomplish through us. You do so much in us, God, but it's to do through us. And so I just pray right now that you would ignite your church, wake us up, wake us up to what you want to accomplish. Wake us up to what you're speaking over us, what you're doing in us, and let us remain. I pray for all of those that have felt just bland in this Christian walk, all those that haven't yet tapped into that fire. I pray that today would be a renewal for their spirits right now. You'd ignite them in the name of Jesus. Just release that, God, into every space that you would light us ablaze that would be your church that is on fire. We love you, God, and we trust you. In your name we pray, amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at This Is Change PHL. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.